Welcome to Hospitality 360 with myself, Ken Patel. Uh, this is show number 19. This is obviously a special one as I introduce all of the EBHH board members with Jeff Dresco, quarterback of the Houston Texans, Glenn Hausman of No Vacancy, and Chris Meyer as of the CCC Association founder as well. Uh, welcome, guys. Hey, how's it going? Awesome. Good awesome. to be here on the show. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Chris, for being here. So I'm just going to start off. I mean, Glenn, you know, Ken, uh, before we get started, I mean, it looks like this is a special on the road edition. We're all like in our cars over here. <laughs> What's going on? We're all trying to flee the scene of a crime or something like that. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. <laughs> It Red definitely warrior. seems like that. It seems like I'm the only one working. It's, I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, but it's it's all good. It's hospitality, right? It's Friday, you know, Freaky Friday. That's I right. Know, that's what we call it. But yeah, you know. So let me start off with Jeff. Um, Jeff, if you want to just kind of introduce everybody, I don't think anybody doesn't know you. But if they don't, uh, <laughs> I guess um, let's welcome Jeff Tresco. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, humbled and honored to be on the show with, with you guys. And uh, just personally, I um, play for the Houston Texans. This is my sixth year in the NFL. Uh, I've been on a number of teams, uh, most recently the Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions, and Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, played my college football at the University of Florida and Louisiana Tech. So I've, uh, I've been around the country, been, been in a lot of different places, but that's given me the opportunity to meet a lot of people. So uh you know, with that, again, just just happy to be here, and uh, you know, happy to have a discussion with 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 you guys. So, thanks for having me. Thank you, Jeff. Glenn. Hey, I'm uh, Glenn Hausman, and I was consistently picked last for the kickball team throughout elementary school. And that was the uh, <laughs> the end of my career there in professional sports. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, catch us on No Vacancy Live every day, uh, Monday through Thursday at noon. If you want to learn all about hospitality, the best interviews with the best people. And typically, we do Friday night audit at 5 o'clock, our drinking and comedy show. But I'll tell you what's not funny. I'm going to Canada on Sunday for this speaking gig, guys. And I'm online at the Walgreens right now trying to get a COVID test so, gonna let, so they can let me into the country. Apparently, I'm so excited to go get a COVID test. I got it too early. And now I got to go get another one to reaffirm the negativity of my COVID status. It's very, very stressful over here, guys. It, it just never seems like a dull day in your life, Glenn. I can tell I, that. Uh, that's just uh, that's just that's just the uh, online persona. It is dull being me. Dull. <laughs> Chris Chris Meyer, welcome to the show. Why don't Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Kenny. Uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, you may even get to see Glenn get a live uh, swatch of those notes uh, on, on air. So, uh, no. Uh, yeah, Chris Meyer, I'm with the CCC Contractors Closers and Connections. Uh, we are a regional real estate and construction centric uh, platform that uh, deals in Orlando, Atlanta, um, Tampa, and Richmond. So, we bring together the best of the best uh, building construction, development, uh, doing very exciting things in architecture, design, uh, that full gamut uh, from from here and all across the country. We put uh, events together, after hours, morning events. So uh, happy to be serving the hospitality industry and all the development that's going on in it. We're glad to see that it's back and, and doing well and America is thriving. 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, especially after your leadership. I just want to see you wave the flag around in your next event again. So, you know, uh, we'll see how that goes. Probably flying, Ken. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, you can count me in for the next one. Uh, My apologies of missing the last one, but I'm in for the next at the penthouse apartment. So I'm all in. Um, Looking forward to it. So, guys. Guys, over here, today's show is is a very important show for me because I have you guys all involved in part of the EV family um, and all the EV brands that we have. And, you know, it, it's always been a dream of mine to have my own hotel brand. And two days ago, that dream became reality as now the first official EV hotel is going to open in downtown Phoenix in December 2022, right Woo-hoo. before the Super Bowl of 2023. That's so, amazing. Very excited, Boom. 129 rooms, complete tech, automation. You know, and obviously you guys are going to be the first guest of the hotel. <laughs> so <laughs> very much looking forward to it and you know as we change and revolutionize this industry with technology um i'm so excited to announce that i'm so excited to have you guys on board i'm so excited to have the industry on board with it as well so this is it's just amazing it's amazing i mean i've known jeff now for months jeff's seen my vision same thing with you glenn we've known each other for a while and chris we met through your event and I spoke at your event. So it's, it's always been for me, it's been the avenue how I got to network with everybody. So it's been a pleasure to know you guys and meet you guys throughout my journey here. So I want to kind of take it to Estonia. You guys know where Estonia is? I do. I know. It's next to Latvia and Russia across. I, I didn't hear that, Glenn. Where was that again? Between where? Uh-oh, my uh, audio got screwed up. <laughs> this is what happens when you're on the on the road show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I'll get, take you guys a little bit into where what we're looking at with Estonia. Um, Travel Daily put out an article pretty much about the sports events. And they were struggling really bad with the sports industry in Estonia. I'm, I'm sorry, not with the sports industry, but they were struggling with COVID really bad. And they wanted to get to a level to understand that, okay, how do we come back as an industry? And when we look at it to what they've done, they said with the sports industry, they were able to get even more international events based on the sports industry to come to Estonia than ever before. And that's what has brought them back. The sports industry itself has brought Estonia back to the hospitality industry. And that kind of takes me to, I'm going to ask Jeff first here. Jeff, what do you, what do you think why does sports and hospitality go hand in hand? I mean, your firsthand being in the sports industry and obviously a very valuable athlete. And what do you see 
as in why the sports plays a huge factor in the hospitality industry? Yeah, I mean, you know, just talking to, to fans, you know, people who go to these games and, you know, and even watch games on the weekends, it's kind of an escape from, from reality of sorts for these people. Um, and they kind of want to make it a whole weekend. They want to make it a whole a whole big deal to go see their favorite teams. They want to go out to the restaurants that are in town. They want to experience the towns um, that they're going to. Um, and the towns that have the best infrastructure for this influx of people are the ones that seem to do the best. So um, it's more than just showing up for, for a few hours to watch a football game. It really is a full full experience over, you know, three, sometimes four days. So um, it's it's much more than just going to watch a sporting event. Right. And, and you would you would probably say usually when the bigger events and it, it's more of creating a better family atmosphere and kind of everybody getting together. Right. That's that would, what you would say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you talked to uh, I know my buddies, they plan. <laughs> their trips around where the Gators play, right? One right. of my buddies is having his bachelor party in, in New Orleans because they're playing LSU this year. So they're making it a three-day trip. Uh, last year they went um, to Nashville, or a couple of years ago they went to Nashville when the Gators played Vanderbilt. So it's kind of a, a traveling deal for people to get together, for people to experience the city, um, mm-hmm. and just share a common bond of sport. Um to just make it a full a full deal rather than just the game. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. So Glenn, what what do you think about why the sports industry and hospitality go hand in hand? Well, they're both trying to they're trying to achieve the same goals, right? Make people happy through uh, yeah. you know great experiences. So I think that's really what it boils down to. So it's always been a uh, a natural to me joining uh, sports with hospitality. And, um, you know, you had said that uh, that particular article and it was all about pro sports, but there is so much happening with sports and hospitality at, mm-hmm. at the high school level and, you know, and, and below. I know so many families that go to hotels nearly every single weekend because their kids are highly engaged in sports. And that's such a great business for so many hoteliers out there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, it goes down to the amateur level as well. Like when mm-hmm. you look at this industry, you know, it's perfect. Right. Well, well said. What about you, Chris? What do you, what do you think? Yeah, Ken, you know, so from a real estate development, um, I work for the Montalto group and we're actually getting involved in a lot of sports and entertainment, recreation, mixed use, which uh, typically means live, eat, work, play. Uh, that's, the big thing right now you know urban uh open green uh sustainable environments that incorporate places that uh the entire family and like jeff was saying people can uh, revolve around just friends going out to uh, local eateries and breweries are very big in the Atlanta area um so you can go around to all those enjoy sports entertainment you can work there you can live there all residential is being developed around there so hospitality is a big part of that for the folks that are coming in uh, just for a temporary right. amount of time to enjoy those sports. That's what we're seeing. Uh, everything's coming back. Bless it. Yeah. Hey, Ken. Yes. Ken, did you see that uh, MGM is really doubling down on sports? They created this giant beer garden experience now for uh, football season. It's really cool. It's outdoors. <laughs> it's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have to take a visit there. I mean, you're going to have to. I'm definitely taking a visit there. 
I'll be uh, you know, I'll be in town for uh, Best Western's annual conference in a couple of weeks, so I'll be checking this out. Oh, that I might see you there. Well, we're gonna have to tag team over there. We'll we'll check it out. We'll check it out. So what I what I want to do, guys. So I want to kind of take a turn here. Is uh -oh. I want to go from sports, and I want to go to brands. Um, and what I mean by that, so we've had a lot of discussion, as I would say, when we talk about brands, right? Um, just like everybody here, they've probably stayed at a brand, branded hotel um, sometime or anytime during the past, whatever, few years, right? When we look Amazing. at these... <laughs> <laughs> well, when we look at these numbers and we see what the branded hotel and a non-branded hotel or non-flagged hotel 10 years ago and now 11 years ago, they weren't that far apart. But now when we get to 2020, we're looking at these numbers with 84% of hotels in this country, in the United States of America, are branded and only 16% are not branded, okay? And it's 278 brands are in the United States of America. Other countries, and I knew this, but I, I think our audience might not know this. In other countries, there's only one out of three, it's only a third of hotels are flagged. Only a third of hotels are flagged. Now, what is happening in the world of social media, we're, we're actually going to be seeing a lot more non-branded properties because of the online search results. And I think the guest experience, it's also driving that focus of the non-branded properties because I think they provide the better guest experience of that sort. Now, I'm going to ask you guys the question is, what do you feel about having more non-branded or a better choice of non-branded hotels versus the branded hotels. I, I'll go start with you, Glenn, first here. What do you think? Uh, well, first thing that I'm curious about is that 84% number probably includes the soft-branded hotels, which is kind of like an in-between thing, right? It allows right. hotels to keep their distinct characteristics of being an independent hotel while topping into the marketing benefits and the reservation systems of the, the big brands. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that sort of thing taking place in, in, in the future. I like branded hotels. I like unbranded hotels, but it's really hard for unbranded hotels to be able to capture adequate mindshare. We're very busy. Everything is branded, branded, branded. And it's hard enough to remember. I would say it's hard enough for the CEO of a major hotel company to remember the 30 brands they have let alone for the average hotelier, the average guest, to be able to figure out all these independent brands versus the top two or three major names that come into their head. So it's complicated. You're going to have an individual brand. You have to be highly distinctive and be able to capture some sort of excitement and imagination of the public, or else it's going to be real tough going in the future. Right, right. I, I agree. I agree completely with that. I mean, you you know my point and my viewpoint and how I feel about this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, Chris? Yeah, you know, Ken, just uh, from being a layman and a consumer of staying in hotels, you know, we, we stayed at a Westin um, just two weeks ago or less at uh, in Costa Rica internationally, and we went there just because we could utilize a lot of our hotel points uh, because it is a well-recognized flag, and 
you know, we'll stay at the Marriott's and the Westin for that reason. But I think if you're in a particular city and you want to experience uh, and you have the means to experience a hotel that is non-branded and it's uh, just beautiful and has a lot of wonderful amenities, you know, you kind of do that. Just depends um, which way you want to sway, you know, typical consumer or not. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's all a choice, right? So, and I also feel that Airbnb's now created a better choice for people. So Jeff. Yeah. When you were posing this question, I kind of uh, was thinking at it from two different perspectives. One being traveling with a big organization. You know, when we travel with, with a team, there's, you know, over a hundred people, 120 people that are moving at a time. And then when I travel with my family, there's only a couple. So, hey, hey guys, I'm up next to my COVID test. I'll be right back. All right. No worries. Thanks. Um, So, yeah, I mean, when we're traveling, you know, all over the country with the team, with so many people, it's a safer play to go to one of these branded big, big hotel brands that you know what you're going to get. Whereas me, I'm a little more when I travel. I like the boutique. I like the the customization, but at the same time, there is a little bit of risk involved. You know, you're mm-hmm. going off of maybe it's a, a recommendation or maybe it's something you saw on Yelp. So I think just when you look at it from different perspectives like that, there is give and take with both sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, you know, um, we've chatted quite, quite a bit, right. And I can tell you are a fan of, the boutique hotels and yep. you're a fan of technology and division. So, and there's a lot of guests like that. There's tremendous, what I've seen since COVID and it's probably even before COVID in 2019 is pretty much that the guests want a new experience, right? People ask me all the time is why is Airbnb doing well? It's because now the guests have a better option. You know, they got tired of the same old things when we deal with the brands, you know, as in there's not innovation there. Right. Um, As we release new brands and things like that, the guests feel like it's the same old hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a lot of the innovation plays a part. And I think just like Jeff was stating, it's a lot about what the guest wants now. It's a lot about what the guests want. So the next piece, I, I mean, in a way, I was very shocked at this. And I would say me coming, as I graduated, most people know that I graduated from Dubai at Emirates Academy. And, you know, I know Dubai really well, uh, doing my internships over there as well. And um, it was very interesting for me to see this. But I'm not going to lie and sit, say that I was surprised and I wasn't surprised, you know. So in a way, I wasn't surprised with this. And I thought something big of this sort was going to come out in Dubai. So Porsche <laughs> is going to design a hotel in Dubai part of a hotel name out there that's well known they are actually so if you don't know porsche porsche is just not cars and i i don't think there's 
anybody on our show or people out there, when you say the name Portia, they don't know. I mean, right. you have to be sleeping under a rock not to know Portia, right? So they're not only a car, they have luggages that are behind them, watches, um, eyewear. You know, what they're planning to do with this is deliver a quality of product, deliver technology, right? We use that word technology previously in the other article. Now, also what they're gonna do is they're gonna be providing Porsche cars for pickup, like a shuttle service, or for them to be rented. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna, with the quality of product, they are only gonna put out 20 to 25 locations throughout the world. And one of the locations will be in New York. Um, I'm not surprised by that at all. I knew that that was gonna happen. So, I mean, what I would say here is, we know that this is going to be a great product. We know Porsche has great technology. So is this the new trend? Are we seeing these automakers that are already up with the technology? They already have the greatest technology. And now they're getting into hospitality. I mean, I'll go to you, Jeff. Would you stay at this hotel? Yeah, I mean, just from the consumer side, you know, not knowing anything about the hotel, if I had to guess, I would guess it's going to be a superior hotel. It's going to be great quality. Um, and it's going to be, you know, something that, that, that you're going to enjoy staying at. So uh, just knowing the Porsche brand, um, you know, from their cars, from their luggage, from everything that you mentioned, I would just, I would feel safe uh, to assume that it's going to be a, a good experience. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to rent a Porsche or get picked up at the airport by a Porsche? I mean, right, right there alone would be a reason you want to stay at that hotel. No doubt. Right? No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris? Yeah, you know, Ken, I don't know if you've been to the Porsche experience in Atlanta, right there in Hateville near the airport. Yep. Yeah, right. I mean, so they've, they've done a great job there, uh, just as uh, you would expect from, from the brand. You can oversee from where you're dining, uh, where the cars are racing, and you can rent them out and be instructed and uh, all types of different things. So it's a really novel idea that Porsche is uh, leading the real estate scene and the hospitality industry in. There may be some people, uh, Mercedes and other brands that come to mind that try to uh, assimilate and do, do something of a related nature, but they've done a great job here in Atlanta. I'm going to see why the next one in Dubai and uh, the 25 others across the world wouldn't be the same and enjoyable, you know? I've, I've enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I, I would I would tell you this, guys, as well. I don't think this is going to end with a luxury car make, maker, excuse me, being in the industry. I see Ferrari right behind them. I see Ferrari right behind them because the way that Ferrari's done with other products, when we talk about t-shirts, when we talk about eyewear, when we talk about watches, they've scaled that product so much, right? Um, that they scaled it in a way that they came out with Maserati so people can afford it without buying a Ferrari. You know, and, and I think they're right behind them. I think Ferrari's right there. They're going to come in. I mean, we already know Elon Musk is in hospitality, but on the restaurant side. You know, he's done the restaurants there in Texas, right? And I think this is what's happening. 
This is, they see that we're lacking with technology. And we'll go back to those numbers of 84% of brands in this country. They are going to trigger this. They are going to get it. That is one of the reasons what I'm doing. One of the reasons what I'm doing is because I know there's a mass opportunity to get in. And they are exactly doing it. We're going to see more luxury car makers. I'm not against it. I my next visit to Dubai, I will be there. <laughs> you know, I will check that out. And you know, it's um, it's something where it, it's going to be amazing. I could just imagine what it's going to be like. I mean, they have the technology, they have the pieces. So I kind of want to take it. You know, we, we're kind of running out of time, so I'm going to cut it short by one article. But I will take it to the next piece and. If people that know me, and I think you you guys know me, I, unfortunately, we miss Glenn, just like Greg Sullivan said he missed Glenn. Um, so if Glenn does join back, but if he doesn't, he knows as well. My biggest thing with this industry is automation. I've said it day in, day out. I'll preach it day in, day out. Technology, automation, right? So I'm going to take it even further back. This article is from 2018. Okay, this is not 2021, not 2020, not 2019, 2018. Okay, this article came out. It was talking about IoT. It was, and this, like I said, three years later, they're talking about check-in, mobile check-in, mobile check-out. They're talking about a positive experience for the guests with technology. This is how we can help the guests with technology and the positive experience that it would create, right? So my question, and, and this is a question that I really have after reading this article, is why aren't the brains listening to the guests? And why three years later, we're looking at this same article and it's, we're asking the same question, is why isn't there technology? Why isn't there automation? And what is taking so long? I mean, what exactly is taking so long? I mean, if we're not listening to the guests, no wonder Airbnb is eating off everybody's plate. Because what they have is what the guests wanted. They wanted to search and stay. That's what I call it. Search and stay. It's a click and go technology where it's easily booked and you easily can go into your destination, right? It's the experience. It's the positive experience. So what do you guys feel about this? I mean, does this, does this tell you where this industry has been for an article three years ago that said we need IoT, that's the smart devices. We need mobile check-in. We don't even have that solution completed. The mobile check-in solution is not even 100%. And I don't care what anybody says, I can go and check at every single brand, and I'm not even pointing fingers at one single brand, but every single brand, 278 brands that we have in this country, not one single one has that mastered. Not one single one. So I'll go to you, Jeff. I, from a consumer standpoint, how do you feel when you stay at a branded hotel? How do you feel about your stay when you don't get technology? I feel like when I stay at these major brands, I don't 
really know where I am, if that makes sense. I could be in LA, I could be in Chicago, I could be in Atlanta. It's all going to be the same. There's going to be no personalization. There's going to be nothing, you know, real cool about it. Um, it's just a place to sleep. And to answer your other question, you know, from my, from what I think is you, you said there's 278 brands all competing against each other for people to stay at their, in their rooms. If nobody is pushing it, then nobody else has to, you know, nobody has to catch up. Nobody has to, you know, to really make that, uh, initial plunge to get everybody else rolling. So I don't know if it's, uh, it just takes one and everybody else will catch on and just see where they're lacking or what. But uh, I just feel like it's a competition driven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have a great chance to, uh, you know, claim their stake early. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I just have to really point this out. I, I love it, Jeff, that you're even saying it because you're a consumer, right? You're not in the industry. We're hearing it from a guest perspective. So we, we have a, a person, I mean, he must, he's just going all out. He's going all out. He's, he must have had a bad slice of pizza or what it is today, but he's really going all out. But this is what I hear on a daily basis. It's not, I mean, he's not the only person, right, Nourish Bhakta? It's that he's talking about the reason most brands don't listen because they're hard-headed when it comes to owner's input. So I'm assuming he owns a hotel. So thank you, Nourish, uh, for providing your insight on that. Um, so we are going to, this is the reason that we, we are doing what we're doing. Um, and we're, we want to listen to the guests, right? Chris, I know you're not in the industry as well, but you're on the real estate side. So what is your input into this? Yeah. So what I was thinking about it is, I think you've just been one of the guys, uh, you know, leader in the industry with ED and a lot of these, uh, major flags, it would be so much of a risk, Right to go into a new market and to say, well, here's our traditional IRRs and our cap rates and all the numbers that you can expect and rate of return for that particular market, you know, and it's just such a risk that they don't want to change it. They don't want to do these big rollouts or, you know, even start doing um, a small part of the onboarding for what EB Human and the EB Hotel brand is bringing forth. So I think that's why it's so revolutionary is, um, you know, that's why it will make a difference. So I think I think it's just a huge risk. They they don't want to take it. They know what they can expect. But, you know, that's my take on it. That's how I'd see it. Yeah, and and I'll tell you. I mean, in the months of my research for our hotel brand, the EV Hotel brand, I know what the guests wanted and what they were really just very depressed about, right? And just like Jeff was saying, there's no personalization. There's no guest experience, right? So for the EV Hotel brand, there is 24 smart devices in a single room. We have a smart mirror that's not, so there'll be about 27 total smart mirror that you can actually see the news, see the weather, whatever you want to do while you're doing whatever your business with the mirror, right? There's a smart toilet that you can open the toilet seat, close it with the app. There's the smart shower. There's all these things that are the IoT, Internet over things, smart devices, right? Because we need to provide the guests what they get at home. You know, what they get at home with our smart speaker as well, they could say, get me a candy bar from the vending machine. The delivery robot goes to the vending machine, gets the candy bar, brings it to you. Now, that is an experience. That is an experience. That is. 
That's what we have to deliver. And that's what we have to deliver in this industry. We forget that it's, this is an experienced industry. So that kind of takes it to the end of the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jeff Dreskel. Thank you, Chris Meyer. And obviously, Glenn, he had to do his business, get his COVID done. You know, hopefully there's some good results behind it. But I also want to thank um, our great sponsor, SurfRequest, the great job that they do in the industry with the Business Center Solution um, and a great vendor, a great partner. So thank you, SurfRequest. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by EV Hotel and powered by EV Human. And thank you guys for watching. You know, we're going to see you guys next week. I didn't know, Jeff, did you want to add anything? Or Chris, did you guys want to add anything? No, I just wanted to no, say thank you Thanks. for having me. Uh, always, always a pleasure speaking with you. And Chris, uh, it was nice meeting you as well. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll definitely chat soon, guys. Board meeting coming up. <laughs> thank you, guys. Take care.